0: and welcome to the Ask the Regulator podcast. I'm Gemma and today's episode is our second special episode to support Trading Standards Wales Week. Today we will be exploring all things car related and I'll be asking my guests, Chris Hill, Trading Standards Wales Lead Officer and expert on all things fair trading and Richard Powell, Trading Standards Wales' Tactical Lead for Fair Trading for their advice and guidance on how to prevent, resolve and report your car problems. So, Secondhand car purchases are the goods most complained about to trading standard services across Wales. Why do you think that is, Chris?
1: Um, I think there's a number of reasons, really. But I think um, purchasing uh, a vehicle is said to be the second biggest purchase after, uh, after the house that will, the consumer make. make. Um, therefore, I think consumers expect their new pride and joy to be perfect. But unfortunately, they are secondhand cars, and they're not new and we'll have some minor defects with them.
0: And um, what are the main issues that we see reported to Trading Standards Wales about these car purchases?
1: Um, I think predominantly it's vehicles and cars developing faults shortly after the purchase, uh, such as breaking down, air conditioning not working, dashboard lights, etc. coming on, Um but we do also get complaints about safety issues like ball tyres, uh, excessive corrosion and rust, uh, brakes not working properly. Now, um, well, from a trading standards point of view, obviously the safety issues will take priority, as we we would need to get the vehicle examined as a matter of urgency if we're going to take any criminal if we're going to undertake any criminal investigations.
0: So if a consumer had a problem with the vehicle and they were concerned that it had a, a safety issue, Chris, then you'd want them to report that as soon as possible.
1: Exactly that. That's the point. If if there is a safety issue with the vehicle, then please let us know as soon as possible. Because if any work has been done to that vehicle, so uh, prior to us having it examined, then we wouldn't be able to uh, undertake any investigation into that. So that would that would prevent any any action being taken by us as far as the sale of an unsafe vehicle is concerned.
0: Um. When we're talking about general faults, what rights do consumers have if they do buy a car, which becomes faulty? And what law sets out those rights? Where can we find them?
1: Um, well, the Consumer Rights Act sets out the Consumer statutory Rights. Um, I would add, obviously, that these aren't just for sale of second-hand motor vehicles, but for anything else that you buy. Uh, but in, in in, in essence, uh, the vehicle should be of satisfactory quality. So, of a standard, expect uh, the standard you'd expect, taking into consideration the age, mileage, history, uh, price, make, and description of the vehicle. So, for instance, uh, an older, higher mileage car that you buy for a few hundred pounds, you wouldn't expect it to be in as good a condition as a nearly new car that's costing you several thousands.
0: And do all of these rights apply whether you're buying a car from an individual as well as a business or a trader?
1: Um, unfortunately, no. Uh, these would only be when you buy it buy, buy from a trader. Uh, when you buy from private individual, you don't have any rights at all, unfortunately.
0: So, if you're buying a vehicle from a private individual, you don't have the same rights if there's a fault on the vehicle, for example, as you just explained, Chris. But what about if you've seen an advert for a car online, for example? Are there any rights around misdescriptions of vehicles that consumers might have in that situation?
1: Uh, but yes, if the car has been misdescribed, then there are certain uh, rights that the consumer would have and obviously the the vehicle must be uh, owned by the person that's selling it so for for them to be able to sell it to you in the first place
0: what about if you i mentioned there about um you know seeing descriptions of vehicles online if you are looking to buy a car online are there any changes to your rights then
1: uh well, when you buy in, when you are buying online, you still have the same rights uh, as as we've already described. Um, but then there's also the Consumer Contracts Information, Cancellation, and Additional Charges regs of 2013 that give an extra level of protection.
0: And if you're buying a car, either in the traditional sense or online, is there a best way to pay for the car?
1: Um, I would always advise consumers to pay for a for. A by credit card or, car or credit for any large purchases, uh, not, just, uh, not just cars, as the Consumer Credit Act 1974 gives extra protection and rights uh, should there be a problem, as the credit card company are jointly liable for the sale, even after you've paid the balance off completely.
0: So that gives you some additional protection. And presumably, Chris, then um, if you have paid on a credit card, for example, you can contact your credit card supplier as well as the trader if there is an issue. Is that right?
1: Exactly. Yes. That's the thing. As I said, they, they, they're jointly liable for the, the sale of that, that item to you. So obviously, you know, you know, you have the right to go back to the credit card provider and the retailer who sold you the vehicle
0: and do trading standards ever come across issues with misdescriptions or misleading claims about vehicles and what are the rights that consumers have if a car has been misdescribed to them
1: um again as we said earlier they have they have the same rights uh, we do still get these types of complaints and As stated earlier, goods must match the description, so the same rights to cancel apply. Uh, However, there may also be criminal offences that we in trading standards want to investigate. For instance, if a car has been clocked or if it's previously been damaged and written off and then repaired and resold. Uh, So these these are types of complaints that we would want to hear about as soon as possible uh, so that we can investigate any criminal offences that have been committed.
0: Some really useful insights there, Chris, many thanks. So you can sit back and relax now and we'll go into today's regulatory roundup. As you can guess, today's regulatory roundup is all about cars. So in Wales, 1,360 consumers so far in 2022 have complained about a car purchase. And that relates to a total value of 12.8 million pounds or on average, a car worth £9,691. So, as Chris was saying, they're quite a big issue for us to deal with in Wales. of the intelligence reports that Trading Standards Wales have received regarding the purchase of vehicles relate to traders pretending to be individual sellers. And Trading Standards Services across Wales also carry out safety checks on vehicles and also provide advice and guidance to businesses. And Chris mentioned um, earlier on there, some guidance for consumers if you do think your car is unsafe to make sure you report it as soon as possible. So we'll put some more guidance on the Trading Standards Wales website for links to telephone numbers for the Citizens Advice Consumer Service where you can get more help and also links to where you can get more business advice and support. So I'd now like to bring Richard in if I may and I've got a few more questions for you Richard. What are the difference between the rights that we talked about earlier um, known as a person's statutory rights and a warranty that's given on a vehicle?
2: OK, well, um, a warranty is basically something that's over and above your statutory rights. Uh, as Chris said, the statutory rights are, are there written down in law in the, the Consumer Rights Act, and traders can't, can't, can't or shouldn't, um, attempt to or restrict those rights um and so with a warranty you'll often find that warranties sometimes are sold with cars or they're used as a something to attract people in you know we'll, we'll give you six months warranty on this car but the fact is that the warranty doesn't give you the same protection as uh, as a statutory right so even if the car is faulty, sometimes you'll find that when you buy a car the car is faulty the guys might say oh sorry it's not covered by the warranty well it might not be covered by the warranty but it's still covered by the consumer rights act and if, if the, uh, the car is faulty in any way then those rights that you've got under the consumer rights act are there and a warranty cannot restrict those and the trader can't restrict them so for instance if the car is faulty within the first month then you're entitled to rescind the contract the warranty can't affect that
0: and um- do you have any top tips for our listeners if they're thinking about buying a car?
2: Um, I mean, do, do your research, firstly. Um, that's the main thing. Don't get tempted into making an on-the-spot purchase. Look at what kind of car you want, what kind of car you need, what size of car you need. Um, and think about um, where you want to do the purchase. As Chris mentioned before, if um, if you're buying from a, uh, a trader, from a garage, then you have certain rights um, if the car goes faulty. If you decide to go out and buy from uh, a private person, um, then you don't have all of those rights. I think the other thing as well, certainly if you're buying from a private person, if you're doing a private sale, then unless you're someone who really does know about cars, and I mean knows about cars, but doesn't think they know about cars, then get the vehicle inspected by a vehicle examiner. I mean, they won't be able to spot all potential faults. Some faults are, are, are there within the engine and wouldn't be spotted. But what they can do is look at the overall condition of the car and look for signs of rust, whether any of the tyres might be close to being illegal, that kind of thing. Yes, it's going to cost a bit more, but it can save you a lot in the long run, especially if you're buying from a, um, from a private person. So do your research. Um, think about what kind of car you buy. And as I say, if you're not, if you're like me, and you don't really know about cars, then find someone who does know about cars. And I think the, the certainly the AA and the REC used to offer this, I don't know if they still do, but they, they would carry out a vehicle check for you. And yes, you'll have to pay for it. But as I say, it may save you a lot of money in the long run.
0: Some really good advice there. Thank you. And I just want to touch on some work that trading standards have done recently around this issue of um, individuals' portraying themselves as traders, because you mentioned there about um, making sure that you get the the car checked over, and Chris mentioned earlier on about um, the differences in rights that you have. So either Rich or Chris, can you tell us about the work that Trading Standards has been doing in this area to try and identify traders who might be posing as individuals um, in order to get away with giving consumers less rights?
2: Uh, yeah, well, uh, myself and Chris. Chris is the lead officer on the, this project. Um, and uh, one of the the, the the things that we've done with the project is um, train sales officers around Wales have been looking on Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, sale, selling pages to see people who are regularly selling cars. If someone's cropping up on a re- regular basis and they're selling, well, anything, I think anything, uh, and Chris, jump in here if you think I've got this wrong. Uh, anything over above, say, six cars in six months, then I think the law would see that person's been trading as opposed to uh, a private person. Uh, we know you get people who dabble in cars, and sometimes they like to, you know, they, they like to have a project, so they buy a car, they like to do it up, and then they'll sell it. But at some point, you become a trader, and I think that that is the the, the aim of the project. So to find these people who are on there selling lots of cars, and quite often some of them will be traders. They know they're traders, and they try and to disguise themselves as uh, private people to limit a person's uh, consumer rights and well aware of it, and that's the purpose of it. So the purpose of the, the project is to to find these people um, and basically then advise them that they need to point out that they are they are traders. Um, so I don't know if Chris wants to come in and say anything else on that there.
1: Yeah, during that recent project, obviously uh, six Welsh Trading Standards Department looked at car advertisers on Facebook for a week-long period over the summer and then looked back at the selling history of the sellers. Um, We discovered 18 traders, um, so as I said, those selling over about six or seven cars um, who hadn't declared that they were in trade or business. Uh, Between these, they'd sold in excess of 430 vehicles uh, in the last 12 months so as you say at a couple of thousand pounds each that's an awful lot of money and an awful lot of people who are having their rights their statutory rights restricted.
0: Yeah and some quite high figures there Chris considering that was just looking at over the course of a week you said wasn't it?
1: Um, Well, that's 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 traders that were uh, that were selling during the during that week period over the summer. Um, So obviously, yeah, that's that that is quite a high number then. So from those 18 traders, there's 430 people who potentially don't know that they would have had their statutory rights if anything had gone wrong.
0: Yeah, so really important, the work then that trading standards are doing to try and combat these types of practices that you're seeing and. As well as the purchase of cars, even when you've bought a car, we often need to take them for maintenance work, don't we, such as repairs or servicing. So what rights do consumers have if a service hasn't been carried out correctly?
2: Well, if the when, when you take a car for service, in fact, when you have any kind of service, uh, that again, the Consumer Rights Act states certain things that you can expect as a consumer, and that is that the service is to be performed with reasonable skill and care, uh, that is to be performed uh, for a reasonable price, um, and that it's also to be performed within a reasonable time. So If uh, when you take uh, your car for a service and you come back and you find that there are problems with the car, um, then there's a couple of options that as as a consumer, you can take it back to them and say, look, this isn't right. And can you uh, can you do it again and put it right, which is probably what the trader would prefer to do. Um, or you can ask for a price reduction, but in all reality, you will probably paid uh, the, the the garage for the service before you've got the chance to take the car back home and find out that there is a problem with it. So generally you, you're going to go back and say look there's something wrong with this and to be perfectly honest the vast majority of guys say well bring it back in next thursday we'll have a look at it and um, they, they'll do the work and not charge you they shouldn't shouldn't charge you if you if the work that has gone wrong was part of the service in the first place some might try to um but um you, that's where you need to put your foot down you're supposed to sort this out you should be doing this work for free
0: thanks richard some really helpful advice there if people do find themselves in that situation if a consumer does think that their consumer rights have been breached and perhaps the trader isn't agreeing to put things right for them, where can they go for some more advice and support on these matters?
2: What you find uh, nationally now, and has been actually, it has been for the last 20 years, is that uh, there is what's called Citizens Advice Consumer Service has been set up. Um, And that's separate to the Citizens Advice bureaus that you'll find in in your high streets. Um, The the Citizens Advice Consumer Service is manned by professional paid uh, consumer advisors. Um, You can contact them, you can phone them. I will give you the number. Uh, It is 0808 223 1133 if you want to speak in English. And for those people who who, uh, wish to converse in uh, the Welsh language, it's 0808 223 1133. Double one, double four, and then they they will they will give you that that the advice that you require um, over the phone. Um, they also they have an online presence, so they can uh, give you links to um, standard letters that you can use, um, and and they're they're very good, they're very helpful. And what they will then do um, is they will inform the authorities where the uh, the consumer and the the, the trader uh, um, reside. So, for example, if a trader in Flintshire has bought a car from a uh, sorry, if a, a consumer in Flintshire has bought a car from a trader in Powys, then uh, CACS, as we call them, consumer advice sorry, Citizens Advice Consumer Service, they would inform both Flintshire County Council trading standards and Powys trading standards. So we both be aware of the complaint.
0: So, if consumers have got any concerns or complaints, then they should contact the Citizens Advice Consumer Service to report those. Yes. Thanks, Richard. And the the last question that I've got for you is we've talked a lot today about consumer rights. How does the work that Trading Standard Services across Wales support the motor trade to understand what the law requires of them and to help them to get things right for their customers?
2: Well, yes. I mean, we are trading standards. We're there to protect the consumer, but we're also there to encourage uh, traders to, to, um, to trade within the law. And many of them want to. That, that, I think that's the thing. Many of them want to trade within the law. So um, there are a number uh, within Trading Standards Wales have produced a, an advice leaflet for the trade um, that um, we've, we've sent out, we can hand out. Um, that obviously lets them know what, what consumer rights are, what their rights are as traders. Um, and, of course, they, they can contact ourselves. So, you know, we do find that sometimes a trader will contact us and say, look, I've sold this car. They've come back and said such and such is wrong with it. What what can I do in this situation? We would advise them in the same way as we advise a consumer. And so if they've got things wrong and they need to, uh, say, give the consumer their, their money back, they would be advised of that. Um, so there is always advice for for the trade out there as well, because we want to encourage them to trade properly. Uh, we can't just go and, and help consumer. You've got to you've got to help the trade as well and so say many of them wish to trade properly uh, and like to get things correct, um, you know, from the off.
0: And I'm sure a lot of the businesses that are listening, Richard, will be glad to know that there's support for them as well as... Oh, absolutely, yes. important work of protecting consumers. So thank you so much, Richard and Chris, for your valuable advice and the top tips that you've shared with us today. Um, I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about pre-shopping advice before making those expensive purchases. As well as their rights if things go wrong and hopefully a little more about the work that's carried out by Trading Standards as well in the area of second-hand cars and servicing. I hope you're all really enjoying Trading Standards Wales week so far and we still have episodes to come discussing food standards and allergens, the environment and online sales so don't forget to find out more about all of our topics on the trading standards wales website and you can follow trading standards wales on twitter at wales ts and i shall look forward to you all joining us tomorrow for another episode of ask the regulator